for this album, I was like, well, I'm just going to do my doo-wop thing, but make it modern, make it how I like it and just make songs that I enjoy. And I really went with it like, well, let's let's pretend that no one's going to hear this. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Yeah. Good morning. I'm a little under the weather. I don't feel good. Um, oh, no. We all went out to see um, Billy Joel. My whole radio station went out to see. There was a weird concert. It was Billy Joel, um, Lionel Richie, and Cheryl Crow. Who wouldn't want to go to that? Okay, so you're hungover. Got it. Well, uh, where are you this morning? At home? Yeah, I'm at home in L.A. This is the great thing about Zooms is we can be nosy. Wait, when do you ever get to see inside people's houses? And there you are in your living room. And it's a beautiful home, by the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> What's the silver thing in the back? It was a present from my management team for getting a hit song, period. Um, it's a big disco ball uh, center thing. What is that? A coffee table. table that's made out of a disco ball. That's dope. Dope. So dope. It was the best gift they ever got me. Is that like, uh, is that like the centerpiece of the room then? It's about to be. I have one here, but I need to throw it away. (laughs) Move it to a different room. (laughs) Well, thank you for taking some time from your home today. We appreciate you. And you're always a ray of light. And it's so great to talk to you. We're glad you're here. Oh my God. Thank you. Thanks for talking to me. So um, taking it back, let's talk about taking it back and let's talk about like what that means. Is that for you like a throwback to some of your early styles? Yeah, for sure. Um, my doo-wop style was popping off on TikTok with my song title uh, seven years later. And um, it was when I started writing this album. So I knew like, oh, we're going to go back to doo-wop, aren't we? And then I, all my albums start with a T and I was like, let's take it back, you know? And then I wrote a song called Taking It Back and it was perfect. It all just fell into place. I think I read an interview with you in uh, Rolling Stone and you had talked about that for a while you went through a phase where, you know, you didn't want to chase radio or, or uh, sort of chase where the audience, you know, what they expected of you. And I think that's a cathartic phase in an artist's sort of trajectory to kind of focus back on what's in your heart. What did you learn about yourself and, and your music? during that time yeah it's hard not to get lost in that um the first hit all about that bass just came so easy and like out of nowhere I didn't even like that song I didn't know that would happen so when I started writing music I liked and like I thought like oh I gotta get out of doo-wop I'm not just a doo-wop artist I write everything um and I had success with like me too and no those songs but um by the album three I was like okay what am I gonna do I'm confused I'm lost and I just I bet they'll play this on radio right um, and so for this album, I was like, well, I'm just going to do my doo-wop thing, but make it modern, make it how I like it and just make songs that I enjoy. And I really went with it like, well, let's, let's pretend that no one's going to hear this. Um, and for somehow that worked. And, and now everyone on luckily does a TikTok, they're all blasting the single. So I don't know. I don't know the secret. That's definitely where I heard the song first. Um, it was my nine-year-old. I was sitting, I was sitting there with her and she's flipping through TikTok and every two seconds made you look was making an appearance. And I'm finally like, holy shit, is that Megan Trainer? Oh, that's perfect. We need to play it on the radio. So radio change. Yay! Radio change. Thank your you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's so nice when they call me. I literally have gotten calls from radio stations like, guess what? We're gonna play it. I'm like, really? Crying. 
like, I wish I would have done it this way the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. I'm like, got it. I'll just ignore you. <laughs> and we, um, we've got some great fan questions. I love asking them. Fans always ask better questions than I do. Glendale said, uh, when you complete a new song, who's the first person you play it for? My family, because they live in my house and I work in my house. Um, and they're the best because they are my cheerleaders and they support me, but they're never my yes people. Like they'll tell me straight up, like mm, this lyric is whack, or like it's just not as catchy as your other songs, you know. So they're they're tough critics, but they, it's good to have that in my house. And um, like for "Made You Look," I wrote that chorus in my shower, and I went to the gym with my brother, and I was like, "Is this garbage or is this good?" And I sang him like I could have my Gucci on, my Louis Vuitton, and he's like, "Bro, that's fire!" And I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so yeah, possible to get out of your head. Yeah, he was singing at the end of the workout. He's like, I think you have something. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Star Anise said, uh, how difficult has it been writing and working on new material while having a baby? By the way, congratulations on Riley. And um, that's a really good question. Um, I guess it was difficult, but it was also great because I could, I uh, like stood up for myself more. I was like, this ain't about me anymore. Like usually I'd be in the studio for days and like wouldn't leave. But now I'm like, I will meet you at 10 a.m. and I will leave at 6 p.m. Like, and it was always in my house. So the baby could come down and visit us and we'd have baby breaks. But I was like, I will be up there doing bath time and bedtime. So like, like you decide, like y'all can stay if you want, but I'm going. So it was nice to like be brave enough to be like, I'm having a schedule, you know? Uh, how about the sleeping part of it though? Are you getting, you know, property? Oh, I'd be exhausted. I'd be, <laughs> but I'm just used to it now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, coffee. I was never a coffee drinker, but now I am. Yeah. Um, and then when I would put him to bed, a lot of those nights I put him to bed after recording all day, I definitely fell asleep in the chair, you know, and my husband would come in and I'd be like, <gasps> and he was like, it's okay. I'm just going to put the boy in the crib. And I was like, okay, sorry. So yeah, a lot of sleepy nights. Kane Brown told me like the best thing that they ever did was get a night nurse. Did you have that? I didn't, but for the next baby, I'm getting it. Yeah, I heard like, like, I just asked my friends the other day and they're like, I can't recommend it enough. It saved our life. And I was like, really? Because it was hard having me and my husband. He got up every night with me. But by in the daytime, we were both disheveled. We were both like miserably tired. But with the night nurse, at least the husband can get more sleep so that he can be a human for you the next day, you know? Right, right. Um, we're going to do that for sure. Yeah, next one. And I, and I did read something where you are trying for another one, huh? Oh, yeah. Every day. Not every day. Um, but I, every month we'd be trying, I, I think my body, like I've been trying, but I was traveling so much and I think it couldn't catch because I, my body was like, what time is it? Where are we? I was like in Australia, then New York and LA. So now that I'm home, I'm very relaxed and I'm going to keep trying to make a Christmas miracle. Obviously I'm sure you'd be fine being blessed with a boy or a girl, but would you like to have a girl or. I was really like dead set on having a girl. Um, and then I thought about teenage girls and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be upset if it was two boys. So <laughs> I remember like what I was like as a teenager. So yeah, I, now I'm like, whatever happens, that's great. But before I was like, it must be a girl, you know, like I was looking up how to conceive a girl naturally, like <laughs> eat more acid. Like, yeah, I have all the tricks, but. Give me one of those tricks. Cause I've read. Okay. So basically you have to figure out when you ovulate a special day. And then you want to do it four days before because the girl sperm are slow and steady, but they're stronger so they can outlive the boys. The boys are like, you know, and then you want to eat acidy foods. I know all the tricks. <laughs> acidy foods. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of like little 
wise tales that you could do. I didn't know we were going to get a medical lesson today, but I appreciate this. Um, oh yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Riley Cat said, uh, "Oh, this is kind of just shifting directions. I like that. What's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal, pizza. Yeah, I have to have pizza like once uh, every two weeks. It goes down. Yeah, I love pizza and ranch. And ranch, she said, hell yeah, because I'm a good person. Kind of ranch." I don't do all the flavors, man. I just take uh, whatever the restaurant brings. I'm sorry. I just no, disappointed you good. so bad. They make a brand you need to try called Lighthouse, and it's not light because light ranch sucks, but that is the best ranch. Try it. <laughs> okay. So, Megan, it's about time to put on uh, a very trainer Christmas. It's about time to get ready for the holidays. Are you ready? Or have you decorated? Oh, yeah. My mom helps me. We both decorate the house. She already did like the staircase and I bought a, a new tree this year to be extra fluffy because my tree, tree last year was skinny. Yeah. Um, and this tree, it was too short. I got a seven footer and I was like, it looks bizarre. This, yeah. this gotta go. So now I'm going to put that in my bedroom. I bought a nine foot tree. They're both fake and they're both, it's going to be gorgeous. I just haven't set it up yet. You know, real trees are wonderful. They smell great. It's, it's, you know, it's poetic to go out and get a real. I just, I have four dogs and a baby. I'm like, I don't need them eating all the pine, whatever, you know? That's in that shit. All those leaves fall over the house. They're impossible to get up. You're picking them up until June. I'm okay. Uh, taking it back is out. We're going to sink our ears into, um, well, uh, what song should we play? Obviously we're going to play the single, but if you had, if we had to play another song, which one would you want to hear? Really? Oh, um, can we play Don't I Make It Look Easy? It was a, one of the first songs I wrote for this album. It's like a sister to Major Look. And that's one of your favorites on the album? Yeah. And it was like viral on TikTok for a second. Hope the record company doesn't kill me. We're going to play Major Look, I promise. But we'll also play. I love you so much. No one will kill you, I promise. <laughs> Done. Megan, thank you so much. Happy holidays. Much love to you. And I really thank appreciate you. your time, your art. Thank you, too. It's amazing to have on the show every time. Go get an IV and go to bed, okay? <laughs> do my best. You have a good one. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.